Hey friends, I have a new ad partner that I think you're going to love because I already love them. And that is Stitch Fix. Stitch Fix sends style so good that you can feel it. They deliver all the confidence that comes with a truly amazing outfit without any of the work. With Stitch Fix, you get a stylist who understands your style, your size, and your budget, and they do all the shopping for you. It's the easiest way to transform your wardrobe. I feel like they just get me. They do get you. They just knew what would look right on me, and I hate taking stuff out. Yes. So it's like Christmas when you open that box, and you're like, how did you know? Exactly. It is Christmas, and I cannot wait till my next one. So go ahead, take the leap, do Stitch Fix, get your own personal stylist, and feel as bougie as we do these days using Stitch Fix, but not for a crazy price because they get your budget. Get started today at stitchfix.com slash naked. That's stitchfix.com slash N-A-K-E-D. Stitchfix.com slash naked. Welcome to the Naked Marriage Podcast. We are Dave and Ashley Willis. On this podcast, we undress the truth about sex, intimacy, and lifelong love. We've been in a new series based on our, uh, our brand new book, Naked and Healthy which you can find at nakedandhealthy.com. And we're talking about how to be healthy in your marriage, but also how to be healthy individually, mentally, physically, and spiritually. And today we've got a really important episode about really you know, mental health, but it's even gonna expand beyond that. How to let go of anger, how to let go of anxiety. And to help join us in the conversation, a dear friend of ours, Joel Mom, he's the founder of Summit Leaders. Uh, we'll talk about what that is, but he's one of the most adventurous guys that I know. He's also the author of a great new book called Love Slows Down, How to Keep Anger and Anxiety from Ruining Life's Relationships. And you're going to love our conversation with Joel. But before we dive into that, Ashley's going to share a review. Thank you, by the way, for those of you who leave reviews. We read them all. They encourage us, especially the positive ones. And uh, (laughs) (laughs) we really do appreciate you taking the time to share them. We do. And today we have one from Brian and Jennifer, five stars. Thank you, guys. It says, thank you, Dave and Ashley, for everything you share on your podcast. You have surely blessed our marriage. We are newlyweds for one year now. Congratulations, guys. And without you guys by our side the first year, we probably wouldn't have made it. A lot of times when we watch or listen, my husband and I look at each other and smile because it's like you are talking to us directly. Thank you for everything. You are real, funny, and we love you guys. Well, thank you so much, Brian and Jennifer. That's one of my favorite yeah. recent reviews. And we love hearing from newlyweds. I mean, that's awesome. So they're they're ahead of the game and already listening to marriage podcasts to, to grow stronger. They are. So I can and we are talking directly to you, Brian and Jennifer. We are. We are. And for all of you <laughs> listening in, we're, we're talking directly to you too. And we're just so honored that, that you're here. Let's dive in. Well, like I said during the introduction, we are super excited to have our friend Joel Malm here. He is like maybe the world's most interesting man. Like yes. there was a there was an ad campaign years back called The World's Most Interesting Man. I feel like Joel could have probably sued that company for some kind of copyright infringement because he might really be the world's most interesting man. Like, you know, most people I text them through the week and I'm like, what are you doing? They're like, oh, I went to Walmart. You know, I got a, I got a meeting tonight. I got work tomorrow. When I text Joel, Joel, sorry, I don't know. It's, um, when I, when I text, <laughs> when I text Joel through the week, it's like, where are you? He's like, ah, oh, well, I'm on the Great Wall of China. And then I'm, I'm, I'm hiking Machu Picchu this week and I'm <laughs> leading a team up Kilimanjaro. So I'm like, you're Indiana Jones. And I'm, you know, like, I, I feel really boring by comparison. So I'm just, I'm just glad to be hanging out with you. And on top of all that other stuff, Joel is is an incredible writer and a really insightful 
author uh, that just has a pastor's heart. And we're going to talk today about his brand new book, Love Slows Down. If you're watching this on YouTube, you get to see it. You get to see me holding up this beautiful book. If you're not watching and only listening, imagine me holding up a beautiful book <laughs> with the title Love Slows Down on it. And uh, and we're going to talk about about what that means and and how to how to find a healthy rhythm, how to overcome anger, and yes. how all this applies to your marriage. So, Joelle, welcome. Welcome. Thanks. Good to be with you guys. Man, what a what an intro. <laughs> I hope I can live up to all those things you said. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Well, tell us a little bit about the book. I mean, I've, we've read it and it's a wonderful and we're honored to have, have endorsed it. But I really feel like when, when I was reading it and I just had the sense like, you know, not only do I need this to be reminded um, to, to slow down and to really process anger in a healthy way and to, and to reframe a lot of what I do in a healthier way. But I think our listeners on the Naked Marriage podcast could really benefit from this. So I was so excited that you were able to, to come. So tell us just a little yeah. bit about, um, you know, the heart behind the book and and how it could specifically help maybe a, a married couple. Yeah. Well, the basic premise of the book is that we are made from love, from God's love, made for God's love, and we're called to return to God's love. The challenge we have, of course, is, uh, as, as you guys know, as soon as we were separated from God's love by the decisions we made by Adam and Eve's decision, then our own decisions too. Um, all of a sudden, the first emotion they felt was fear. Mm -hmm. They realized they were naked. Mm -hmm. That's a key word around here, right? Yes. They realized they were naked and vulnerable. And when you're separated from God's love, you feel that. And the key in the book, I talk about the three basic needs we all have. And everything, every hope and dream you have comes down to wanting security, connection, and a sense of control in your life. And if, 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 you know, the security could be financial security, it could be emotional security. Uh, the connection is a sense of feeling validated, feeling seen, heard, understood. And then the other is the control, feeling like you've got a sense of empowerment, some sort of say over your life. And you think about it in the garden, we had all of that. Mm -hmm. God's like, you got the run of the place, you're safe. There's no, there was no sin. So there was nothing to be afraid of in terms of security. You know, there was connection, perfect connection with God, so much yeah. so that we walked with him in the garden. And then he's also like, you got the run of the place. Do whatever you want. Just don't do that one thing. Mm -hmm. Of course, we did the one thing. We immediately felt the vulnerability. And ever since then, humanity has been feeling that. So God calls us and says, hey, return to my love and you'll get the security, connection, control you're looking for. And apart from that, you're never going to get it. Your spouse can never give you the fullness of the security, connection, control you're looking for. And the reason we get so frustrated and angry sometimes is because we're looking for that from a place that we're never going to get it. You're never, yeah. Your job can't give it to you. Um, how, who you know can't give it to you. How much money you got in the bank can't give it to you. And your wonderful spouse, as wonderful as they are on their best day, cannot give you what you really need, which is the fullness of God's love. So that's what the book is about. And yeah. That's why it's called Love Slows Down. When you're trying to get those things from any place other than God's love, you're always going to be running faster and trying harder. And why why am I not getting this and trying to control everything? It just doesn't work out. So that's, that's the essence of the book. You know, I love that. You know, it's I'm so excited we're having this interview right now because I actually, just this morning on Instagram, I got a message from a girl I don't know personally, but, you know, we get a lot of people that reach out that way. And she said, and it was just one sentence, and she, she was like, how do I stop being so angry every time I try to do anything to work on my marriage? So basically, in other words, like there's this baseline of anger and she said she can't, you know, kind of from the way she worded it, she can't really 
figure out why she's so angry, but there's a baseline. So she's trying to better her marriage. Mm -hmm. And in her mind, she's doing the things that she needs to do, but she's angry about it every step of the way. What would you say to someone who's going through that? Well, whenever we get angry at something happening to us, it's because of something happening inside of us. Yeah. And it's because we feel a threat. It's that jumping back to that primal fear. Mm -hmm. It's because we feel a threat to either our sense of security, yeah. our sense of connection, our sense of control. Real quick, a uh, little sidebar here. We found through the studies and research we've done that people that are sensitive to that connection area, mm -hmm. they don't like to call it anger. They prefer to call it frustration. Oh, right. This is where Emily, my wife is. Yeah. She doesn't get, well, actually she does really get angry at me, but most things <laughs> when she gets, she's like, I'm not angry. I'm just frustrated because they've seen- I have literally said this multiple times. <laughs> well, I totally get this. They've seen anger yeah. do damage to relationships. So they're like, well, we'll call it frustration. Uh, so, and- that's, that's what it is, is whenever you're feeling angry or you're feeling frustrated, if you're in that connection corner, mm -hmm. if you've ever said, I feel frustrated, you're probably a connection person. Yeah. <laughs> um, then, then what's happening is you felt a threat to something you really value. And there's nothing wrong with you for needing those things. It doesn't mean you're weak. We're made for those things. You're just never going to get it if you're trying to get the fullness of it from your yeah. spouse. And that's why you get angry sometimes because you feel that fear. They're never going to understand me. Mm -hmm. Or or man, doesn't he realize when he does that, it threatens our financial security or whatever it is. And it's always these threats we feel yeah. that lead to the anger or frustration. Yeah. And when we feel like maybe, I think a lot of couples listening to this right now, maybe who have that baseline of anger, it's feeling like I'm doing all this work, but what are you doing? Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, I, I'm, I'm in this, like I'm doing more. I, I think, and we always, you know, we, we've said this before. We always usually give a lot more grace to ourselves and we rank ourselves a lot higher and whatever yes. it is we're doing. And we put our spouse lower automatically. It's just kind of human nature. And so it, it, you know, I love the concept of this book because we do need to, we need to slow it down and we need to, you know, it's hard sometimes to take a, a long, hard look at yourself and ask God and the Holy Spirit, you know, to just work on you and show you what are those blind spots I'm having and, and, why I keep on holding on to this anger and what unrealistic expectations am I putting on my spouse and assumptions, you know, negative assumptions that I'm making of them. Because I do think a lot of couples, they will exist in this kind of just angry existence for years. Mm -hmm. that, you know? That's so true. The, the first half of this book is kind of focused on how do you control your anger in the moment? But the second half, I talk about that kind of low-grade anger you're talking about that's yep. just sitting below the surface and Honestly, 2020, a lot of us mm -hmm. realized we do have low-grade anger yes. sitting below the surface. We were just like, why am I just exploding over the <laughs> right. smallest things? Like, what happened here? Like, I'm a nice person. Right. <laughs> like, wh who is this beast coming out of me? And yeah. Because the it's just been building and the pressure and the feeling of threat to our security, connection, and control, it's just been building. Mm -hmm. So, it, yeah, th there's there's the responsive anger, but then there's also that deep-seated anger that, that both of them you have to, to address. Yeah, so. absolutely. Yeah, and and another theme, even even on the very front cover and through the book, it's it's not only the anger, but it's right. how to keep anger and anxiety and that, from is, ruining life's relationships. Right. And while you know anger and anxiety, and you talk some kind of about the connection of the two, but they're also distinct. And I think anxiety is something that we've all felt in different ways through what we've experienced collectively through the pandemic and even beyond. Um, and then there were there are obviously those who who had a lot of anxiety even before all that began, and yeah. so. Mm -hmm. That, you know, creeps into marriage. You know, Ashley and I have, have talked about our own experiences with that through the years. But, you know, what would be, you know, your encouragement, um, you know, from the book and then from your experience as a pastor and otherwise of just that person who's listening and they just feel like gripped by anxiety right now. You know, yeah. maybe it's not so much the anger part, but it's just paralyzed by uh 
by anxiety. And, and yeah, what, how would you encourage that person? Well, so the tricky thing about anxiety, as somebody who has experienced much of it in my life, yeah. uh, we've got a long line of it in our family. And uh, my mom has been, you know, breaking off some of it from her parents. We just kind of pass on what was experienced. And so I've had to do my own battles with anxiety. But the crazy thing about anxiety is a lot of times it's irrational. And we know it's irrational, but you can't talk yourself out you of it. You can't shake it. Yeah, you're just like, why can't I, sh why can't I shake this? I, I yeah. know it's irrational. And people are like, people try and talk you out of it with facts, you know, facts over fear, man. You're like, <laughs> yeah, I know, but I still feel really anxious right now. Yeah. And that's the beautiful thing about it. Because anxiety is such a powerful emotion, you have to have something more powerful drive it out. And there's one thing that's more powerful than anxiety. Perfect love, Perfect love drives out fear. Oh, that's, yeah, that's that's it. It's the truth. And that's yeah. the only way you're going to, and that's the crazy thing about it. I tell people all the time, if you're feeling anxious, the best thing you can do, first of all, you've got to recognize it because fear doesn't go away. Uh, it has to be faced in small doses. And, and it's just like <laughs> this vaccine that we're getting. They're actually going to be injecting you with the thing that you're afraid of getting. Right. But it's in a small <laughs> enough dose that you're able to build resistance to it. And you face fear the same way. And one of the best ways to conquer fear is to go out and show love to somebody, even if it scares you. Because perfect love, when you see, when that love of God starts flowing through you, it drives away your fear. It's so true. That's the advice I give to people is you just got to face it mm -hmm. and uh, take it in small doses. In, in counseling, we call it in vivo desensitization. Oh, that's big. Where it's in, it live. You just live in vivo, like in Spanish. In you just, you do a little bit of it at a time. Take the little shot and you go, and let your body build resistance to it little by little. And the same thing in your emotions. Mm -hmm. You don't, you know, life doesn't get easier. We have to get stronger. One goal we've had as a family lately is to try to just eat healthier, and junk is sometimes more convenient, and we're eating unhealthy, not because we want to, but it's just because it's what's easy to grab. But then came along Thrive. That's right. Thrive Market is helping us in really simple, practical ways. And as a Thrive Market member, we save money on every single grocery order. On average, we save over 30% each time, which I mean, I don't know about you, but I love saving money. They even have a deals page that changes daily and always has some of our favorite brands, which right now we are loving the Hum brand, Zero Sugar Kombucha. And so check those out. Go to Thrive Market, join in on the savings with Thrive Market today and get 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. Go to thrivemarket.com slash naked for 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. That's Thrive, T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash N-A-K-E-D, thrivemarket.com slash naked. Inflation is out of control and it just seems like money flies out the window. I look at our account daily and I'm just like, where does this money go? And you're probably the same way. And that's why I'm really excited about a new ad partner we have called Rocket Money. This is an app that helps you in real time see exactly where your money is going. And even more importantly, they'll help you identify and cancel subscriptions that you're not using. On average, they're saving their users $720 a year. I didn't think I had any subscriptions we weren't using, but this is what happens. You sign up for a, a free subscription to something, you're not using it, and that free subscription runs out. You're paying five or 10 bucks a month for the rest of your life until you cancel it. Rocket Money helped us identify it, get that under control, and save a bundle right from the start. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscription, guys. That's half a billion bucks. You need to get your share of that. So stop wasting money on things you don't use. 
cancel your unwanted subscriptions today by going to rocketmoney.com slash naked. That's rocketmoney.com slash N-A-K-E-D. Start saving money today. And I want to say in light of, you know, couples where one spouse is experiencing anxiety and you guys, if you've listened to the podcast for any length of time, you know, my testimony and my four-year battle with anxiety and depression. And I want to say for the spouse that is not dealing with, with anxiety, but is really trying to encourage their spouse who is dealing with it, you don't have to have the right words. And, and I think it's easy to want to say, you're okay, you're okay. But but just like Joelle said, we know something's wrong. Like we recognize it's irrational, but it's like, it, it's a mind body reaction, you know, mm-hmm. and we physically feel it. It's not just thoughts running through our head. I mean, we physically, for a lot of us, you go through anxiety attacks, we physically get ill. And um, and there's this fight or flight, you know, thing going on in our body and it's really hard to shake. But I remember when I was going through that, Dave, he never just said, you're okay, but he would always say, I'm here. And he would always just like put a hand on my shoulder and listen to me. And he would reassure me that he loved me no matter how anxious, no matter what crazy thing I said that day, whatever it is, whatever emotional response I had, just reassuring me that he was there and that he loved me no matter what. And so that, that, that perfect love, you know, that love from God that, that was supernatural that, that Dave had for me in my lowest of moments, in my most unlovable of times, really helped me to not be afraid because it is, when you're going through anxiety, you have these irrational fears of, of your whole life falling apart because you feel like you're just not even the same person. You're a shell of a person. You feel doomed and you feel like this is going to define your entire life and you're never going to get over it. And so as spouses, you got to stand in each other's corner and reassure each other. And just like Joelle said, get stronger individually, but really together. I mean, you're as long as you really stay in it together and work through it. I just, I love that you kind of camp out on on that in this book because it's it's a really important piece to anybody who's facing anxiety. Yeah, and and the stories in this book I think are, are so they're so meaningful. And you and Joel has great stories and, and partly because he he lives such an adventurous life. I mean, we're actually going to be going with him this summer to Machu Picchu to hike the Inca Trail, something we wanted to do forever. So um, excited. so it's like a, an adventure of a lifetime for us. For Joel it's like a normal Tuesday, but you know, he's <laughs> know, he's taking us and we're excited to be going. Um so the stories are so, they're just so meaningful. Like from your childhood growing up uh, in, in, a, in a really a, a really unique situation, ha- having moved to Guatemala, I think when you were like 12, mm-hmm. is it? And, you know, growing up, having to learn the language and the culture Huge. and how that shaped you and strengthened you and, and gave you such a unique, uh, you know, strength and resolve and worldview and how you've, you've lived through that. I just, I love, I love the stories, but kind of like, I don't know, ask a question to, to bring it back to those people who are listening, like, you say love slows down. Like what would your advice be to that couple who you just, they feel like maybe they're going at different paces, right? That, that one of them is wanting for love to slow down, but one of them is moving at a complete different pace and they feel like they're out of sync. And maybe that could happen because, you know, their own personalities are so different. Mm-hmm. Um, it could happen because their own life experiences uh, are so different. I mean, like, you know, you and Emily have had very different life experiences. You know, how does how does all of that play into creating a unified vision for life together? Well, yeah, that, I mean, that's a great question because there's always going to be, I mean, you've, you've noticed this, there's always, uh, there's the, the, the chill spouse tends to attract the not as chill spouse. And we love that about the other person. And my wife's the chill spouse. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> so um, I'm always driving forward. I'm the driver, driver. And she's like, you need to calm down. I'm like, no, no, this is calm. I'm calm, sweetheart. <laughs> right. I'm, like, I'm half the man I used to be now. Like, <laughs> But w- the thing you've always got to remember is your spouse deep inside of them has some hopes and dreams. 
Mm-hmm. And they may have never even been able to clearly articulate what that is, right. but there's something driving them. Sometimes it's stuff our parents, we saw and we're like, well, I should have that by now or something we saw on TV and you're like, well, we should have this by now. Or, you know, we're constantly comparing, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. And what happens is what, what happens in your spouse. And, and I tell this with people all the time, if you've got an angry spouse or very f- fearful sp- spouse, you've got to recognize, first of all, if they're angry, what you're actually dealing with is fear at the core of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're afraid of something and they're trying as hard as they can to make sure the thing they fear the most doesn't come upon them. And a lot of times they don't even necessarily know what they want, but they know what they don't want. <laughs> and so they're running as hard as they can from that. And anytime you'll, you see these crazy responses, like, where did that come from in my spouse? Who is this person? You say, there's something that got triggered in them that reminded them of something that maybe threatened them from their past or is threatening them right now and their hope and dream they have of, you know, you know, maybe you've got a spouse who just go, go, go. And, and somewhere in the back of his mind, he got in his mind, well, we've got to retire by first, make the first million by the time we're 40 or whatever. And because dad said, I'm a loser if I don't. And you maybe don't even realize your spouse has that thing. And, and in his mind to live up, to be the man that my dad told me to be, or said, I, I, I'm never going to be, I've got to make this million, or I've got to have this secure job. And I see a lot of men ruin their relationships with their spouse trying to prove to a parent who's not even around anymore. Or even right. alive sometimes. Yeah, yeah, that they're worth it. Yeah, like uh, I've, I've got what it takes. And so they take these jobs that, you know, take them away from their family, all to prove, dad, I can make the money you thought I never could. And in the meanwhile, their family's suffering over there. And yeah. it's like, you've got to, I mean, that's what you guys' new book is talking about. If you're going to keep your marriage strong, you know, there aren't, there aren't many marriage problems. They're just people with problems that bring them to marriage. So you got to recognize those motivations within you. And if you've got a spouse and you're saying, what is wrong with them? The best thing you can do is maybe help them talk through, you know, who is it you're trying to please here? And, and you may not, they may not even realize it, you know, well, my mom always said I could never be this or that, or I'm not as domestic as I should be or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. There's always something we're trying to prove. And there's a fear that we're not going to be enough, not have what it takes and if you can get to the fear and that you uncover all of that, that's where the get to the core fear of it. Yeah, absolutely. Because I know it's a lot of times in marriage, you can be kind of fighting over something that really has nothing to do with your spouse or <laughs> anything right. they did. And it's just people of the past, you know, and, and just that, especially when it comes to how we're raising our parents and, you know, sometimes it's even just, you know, therapy, we talk all the time about Christian counseling and and getting, you know, yourself individually in there, but also together. But it's really hard for a married couple to get past, you know, that thing when it's really an individual issue that the the one spouse who is angry all the time just hasn't really dealt with. And so, yeah, I I love that, you know, trying to get through the layers of what's really going on there. Yeah. So, so, so true. Yeah. There's so much richness and depth in this book. And like, I really can't recommend it enough. And again, the book is called Love Slows Down, How to Keep Anger and Anxiety from Ruining Life's Relationships. Uh, it will be a book whose principles will not only help you in your marriage, but I really believe that there there is so many nuggets of wisdom here that can help you grow in your faith, help you grow to be a better friend, um, and just to to live a life with less anger, less anger and anxiety, more rooted in, in a the rhythms, the healthy, peaceful rhythm of life that Christ intended for us to have. So, uh, so yeah, Joel, thanks for writing this and for yes. sharing it with us. And we want you to stick around because we want you to share your wisdom with today's Q and A. We we love ending every podcast with just a practical 
a, a practical application of marriage. And so you guys write us real questions, which we don't see until real time. Uh, and we're about to read today's question. Thank you for those who submit questions on social media. Um, you can find us at Dave and Ashley Willis on Instagram, or you can find us on Facebook. The ones we read here on the podcast are submitted to nakedmarriagepodcast.com. And sweetie, would you like to read today's sure. question? All right. And again, we've never seen these until we yeah. are looking at them right now. So here we go. It says, how do you overcome fear that you are going to make the same harmful decisions that your parents made? I want to be able to trust myself as a husband and have hope and joy for the future of my marriage. Most of the time, it's hard to feel hopeful about that. You know, I love the honesty of this question. And we we get a lot of questions like this because so many people are coming from brokenness in their home, whether or not their parents got divorced, but maybe they even had a just a what seemed to be a loveless marriage or just a really abusive marriage. And I think there is that deep-seated fear of, you know, anytime things get hard, am I going to become just like my dad? Am I going to become just like my mom? What would you say? I would say you need to focus on the right dad to become like. Oh, I love that. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, yes. That's good. And that's if you're a bumper all, sticker. That's a bumper sticker. Yeah, yeah, if you're always comparing to your earthly father, um, I have a wonderful earthly father, yeah. but he's got issues. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Even the best <laughs> fathers do. And But there's one example, Jesus Christ who came and he yes. set the standard. He lived a life. I mean, Jesus Christ was the living example of how to live in harmony with the seen and the unseen realities of our existence. Yep. And you always look to him. Um, if if you're looking to anybody else, you're you probably will end up being you you you'll revert back to those patterns because most yeah. of the, most is caught it, you know it's it's caught not taught. We didn't intend right. to become like our dad. We just didn't see anything different. But when you get that the Holy Spirit of God reprogramming your brain, you're being conformed not to the uh, to the patterns of this world, but being transformed by the renewing of your mind then you're able to test and approve and go, oh yeah, this behavior isn't actually in line with how I know my father would want me to behave. And so you just got to keep an eye on the right father, I think. That's so good. And and Joel's dad is actually here with us today. Welcome, sir. And he actually seems even cooler than you are, Joel. (laughs) So just from limited interactions. So um, we're we're honored to have him here as well. And, you know, I know I'm thankful to um, have had really great parents, you know, no parents are perfect. Um, but for my own dad, I know like he ended up having to kind of break a generational cycle of, of anger, his, his father, my dad's father had, um, found the Lord, you know, late in life shortly before his death. So I'm looking forward to the reunion in heaven. But up until that point, um, he, he had been a terrible husband. You Mm -hmm. know, he'd, he'd run around, uh, on my grandma. Uh, he had been, you know, just, abusive in a lot of ways. And that's, that's what my dad grew up with. And that's all he he saw. And I think that there was probably a part of him that felt like, Oh yeah, I, gosh, I, I I don't, I don't want to be that, but I don't know how to be anything else because I've never seen anything else. But then when, when he really, my dad surrendered his life to the Lord at an early age and and he had been a a young man who had a lot of anger um, and was on that same path, I would say. Um, But when he really, allowed the Holy Spirit to do a work in him and and saw himself as the new creation in Christ. The Bible says we are once we put our faith in Christ. It really helped him little by little to just completely chart a different course. And then, you know, he and my mom, and my mom's a wonderful woman of faith, yes. you know, again, not not perfect. There's no such thing as perfect parents, but they, they, um, they had a real faith and yeah. they saw themselves not as, as prisoners or slaves to anything that they'd experienced or any anything other than, Lord, what is your will for our life? And that's what we want to do. And if you're listening to this, no matter what you've done, where you've been, who your parents are, 
uh, in Christ, you're you're a new creation, and it's what God says about you is really the only opinion that counts. Like you don't have to work hard to try to prove your parents right or to prove them wrong. Um, you can just live in the freedom of knowing that you're loved, you're beloved by God, and He loves you so much, and He couldn't possibly love you more uh, if if you made all the money in the world or if you were, you know, lost every goal you ever set for yourself, you're loved just because of who you are in him. You're his child. And when we see ourselves in that light, it really does free us from so many of the, you know, the the false things in life that we're chasing after or the things that we feel imprisoned by when really he's already handed us the key to walk out of that prison that we're sitting in. And so just reminding ourselves of that and knowing who we are in him and turning to scripture and reminding ourselves what what God says about us and the promises he has for our lives It really does set us free. It does. And I want to say something on the flip side of this. If you have a spouse, like to this man's wife, and you know your spouse has made it known that they have this deep-seated fear and that they don't want to become their their parent that was angry all the time or even abusive, and they have that deep-seated fear, go out of your way to affirm what they are doing right. Mm. Like when you notice, you know, your husband being that upstanding man and being so kind and loving and gentle with you, affirm that. You know, I think sometimes we just assume our spouse knows these things or we, we're like, well, they know. I mean, or they're a grown person. I don't need to say that. That's sometimes what we hear when we talk to couples, but go ahead and say it. Like take that next step and say it because when someone has that deep-rooted fear and they grew up in a, in a dysfunctional home, they, they need to be affirmed because, you know, praise behavior is repeated behavior. And when you go out of your way to affirm your husband in that way, it's so good. And same, same thing, if there's a wife who has a deep-seated fear of repeating the, the sins of her parents in some way, affirm her in the right that she is doing and pray together about this. You know, bring it to the Lord. I mean, He already knows what's on your heart, but bring it to God and let this be an ongoing conversation in your marriage because you do wanna break those, those negative cycles uh, in your family and hopefully repeat the good things that, that happened in your family. Family. But the truth is God's called you to something new. Neither one of you is gonna repeat exactly either of your parents. You know, you are a new couple and God has plans for the two of you specifically. And he brought the two of you together for a very specific purpose. And so just pray that that you're on you're on the right road together. And, and the more that you lean into God together and grow in your faith in him, the more you're gonna see that path before you. And as one final piece of advice for this couple, I would recommend reading the new book by Joel Ma. Love slows down. <laughs> Love slows down. Because I mean, truly, uh, I think It'll really reading this to book that. together and yeah. just letting it be a, a conversation starter could could really help you with these very issues that we've been talking about. So yes. Joel, as we wrap up, I want to give you the floor. Um, tell people any final words of wisdom you got and then tell them where they can find this book and where they can find you. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, a couple of things about that book. We wrote some version Bible reading plans right. that go yes. along with it. And we've had a lot of downloads of those, particularly Good. the one about anxiety. Mm-hmm. Um, so those, if you go to version the Bible app, and you, t- you can type in love slows down or calming anger or facing off with fear and anxiety. Okay. And that's a quick way to dip your toe in right now into the concepts in the book. And if it's something like, wow, there's, there's and that's something free. here. That's a free that's resource. totally free. It's free that's resource, awesome. free download. You can get that. Um, I've got a lot of stuff on joelmalm.com, J-O-E-L-M-A-L-M.com. And uh, if you're interested in going on an outdoor adventure with me, there's a yes. link to that there as well. That organization is called summitleaders.com. Um, so all those kind of point to the same place. Awesome. So. Well, we are honored to know you, um, honored to learn from you. Looking forward to sharing a great adventure with you uh, this summer. And we really appreciate you being on the podcast. That's right. Thank you so much for being here. And we hope to see you all next time. 